right, y'all, all right. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. Happy hour comedy on a Friday. All right, y'all, before we get started with this, I do want to lay out what we are doing here tonight. It is four-minute sets. At three minutes, you will hear the... And that means it is time to wrap it up. All right, y'all. Well, I want to get it started pretty quickly here. Let's give it up for the person who runs all this. Oh, sorry. I am Sean Darum. That's not important. You guys won't remember that. But I do want to give it up to the person who is the reason we are all here, the person who runs this mic. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Keep your hands clapping for your host, Sean Darum, everyone. Sean being awesome. This is great. Uh, everybody have a good Valentine's Day? You have love in your life? Yeah, I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts, so good for you. Nah, it's been crazy. Have you noticed the San Francisco PD only hiring cute cops? Have you seen them? Have you seen the new cute cops? You're not going to be able to unsee them now. They're gorgeous. They're a little short, but really cute in the face. And so I walked up to a little gaggle of one of them, and I said, I hope the SFPD makes a calendar, and they put you in it. And I winked. And the cop smiled. How many lives did I save? Happy cops, don't shoot people. Using my white lady privilege for good. Okay, that's <laughs> I'm so lonely. Or maybe the cop really is cute, or maybe I have Stockholm Syndrome. Have I fallen in love with my oppressor? Get the handcuffs. <laughs> Cops not usually cute. EMTs, firemen, always cute, always gorgeous. I know why. Because when you're dying and you look up, you want to have a reason to live. <laughs> I want to make out with this gorgeous 26-year-old fireman. <laughs> I think they call it mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not so lonely that I'm faking my death to meet 26-year-old firemen yet. <laughs> That's what I'm... Cool. I've been doing a lot of acid lately, lately trying to get my head together. Has not been working. Hey, you guys like acid? I bet you do. Look at you. I remember you're Harvey. <gasps> See, look at that. I can... Rem you're way too good looking to be a comic, by the way. You need to quit right now. We have like the same jacket on. Oh my God, we're gonna look so amazing. Okay, I'm so lonely I hit on my audience. That's what's happening right now. I have fortunes older than the whole front row and that's my type. Do you see? Uh, no, I've been doing a lot of acid lately trying to get my head together, has not been working. Actually, you heard this joke the other day, my jizz joke. I'm not gonna do that joke now. I'm gonna do a different one about equality. You know how we can have equality right now in the United States? PG-13 movies right now. You cover up the nipple and you get to see 180% side boob. And I like that. And you can see the butt but not the hole. Okay. So what I'd like from, for some equality, I'd like to see some side scrote in PG-13 movies. It's the same thing. You don't see any genitals. The balls are, you know, you don't see them. The dick somewhere else. You just see that beautiful stain, you know. Maybe Harry, maybe Shorn. You're not on board yet with me. Uh, imagine a Martin Scorsese film, and uh, there's an infinity pool, and the sun is going down, and Nick Cage is naked swimming toward the steps, and we get to see his butt. And his balls are deep in the water, because he is old now. <laughs> and uh, he gets to the stairs, and his dick is hard above the stairs. 
and uh, his his balls are in the water. And what we get to see is this beautiful stained glass side scrote for equality. Equality now! You guys aren't into equality. This is crazy crowd. You guys are like, no, we only want to see side boob. That's fine. Did you guys know that clits are tiny dicks? All sizes matter. They are. In utero, babies are exactly the same until like 18 months, and then the dick, and then the clit, and the clits are just tiny dicks. So all sizes matter. I'm starting to cheer. Uh, all right. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for being here. Have really great sets tonight. Thanks again to Sean Darum and Scotto and Katka for running the board. Yay! All right. One more time for Pam, everybody. Good luck at your show tonight. All right. We're going to move it right on forward. Our next comedian is Anurag, everybody. Give it up. Give it up. Almost fucked up getting on stage there. Jeez. You guys feel the storm last night? That was crazy. Yeah, me and my friend were driving around in that storm. And uh, at one point, the hail hit out of nowhere. And he went, uh, Jesus, take the wheel. And I was like, what makes you think that Jesus knew shit about driving? Like, I feel like he'd be a horrible person to just sub into this situation right now. Like, he'd just jump in there like, what the fuck is this thing? And he'd be like, it's a car, Jesus. It's kind of like a metal chariot. It goes 100 miles an hour, and it's powered by dinosaur bones. And he'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I feel like you should be allowed to say, Jesus, take the wheel, only if your goal is to die in a horrible accident. Like, that. that's, that's the vibe. Uh, yeah. I'm having a shit week, dude. I, like, I walked in on my roommate having sex with his girlfriend, and uh, I walked in, and they were both like, oh, my God, get out! And I, I shut the door. But uh, the one thing I noticed is that when I opened the door, they both yelled, oh, my God, get out. But only one of them sounded like they meant it. <laughs> like one of them was like, oh, my God, get out. And one of them was like, oh, no, don't look at me. I feel like <laughs> I feel like if you like getting caught having sex, it's kind of like a hard position to be in. No pun intended. I feel like uh, I feel like you have to like act ashamed, even though you're like more horny now, which is a weird which is a weird scenario to be in. You have to be like, oh my God, no, don't look. You can't be like, get in here, sir. Come on, feast your eyes. Go ahead, have fun. I don't know. <laughs> I need to work on that one too. Uh, I um, I uh, I was I remember as a child, I would walk past my dad's door in the morning, like his bathroom door, and I'd hear him making all these weird fucking noises, like, <laughs> and I'd be like, dude, are you blowing a grizzly bear in there? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? And he'd, he'd be like, no, I'm clearing my throat. I'm gargling. You see, when you get older, you wake up with all this shit in your throat, and you have to clear it out. And I never believed him. I'd be like, okay, dude, I hope that grizzly bear is paying you well. Like, I, f I, hope, I hope it's worth it. And then one day at the end of high school, I woke up, and I had a bunch of shit in my throat. And I, and I had to go to the bathroom. And I started going, and like, it cleared out my throat. And it was amazing. I actually got the shit out of my throat. But then I heard a little knock on the door, and I heard my dad's voice, and he was like, hey, how does that grizzly bear taste, Butch? <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm trying to be a nice guy now. I'm trying to be a nicer dude. I uh, recently helped an old woman cross the street, which is a very nice guy thing to do. But uh, I was trying to be efficient about it. I didn't want to cross the street, too, because I didn't want to go there. So uh, I, instead of walking up to the lady and helping her cross the street, I just walked up to her and went, hey, give me all your money. And she fucking crossed the street so fast. 
Oh, my God. I got to look at myself in the mirror today and say, you did that. Good job. Um, let me see. I, yeah, that, 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 that sounds about right. Let me do one last one and get out of here for you guys. I, um, I, uh, <laughs> I was watching a podcast with Kanye West recently. I don't know if you've been keeping up, but he's been saying a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, he recently, uh, like in this podcast, he said, uh, if you want to know who secretly runs the world, pay attention to who you're not allowed to make fun of. I was like, I don't think that the world is secretly run by disabled children, Kanye. I don't. That makes no sense. How would that even work? I think we should rule the world. What? <laughs> That's... I'm so, s hey, they can't hear us. What are they going to do? <laughs> That's my time. Thank you very much. I'm on a rock. All right, y'all. Let's move it on forward. Our next comedian is Adam Close, everybody. Give it up. Give it up. Okay. What's, up? What's up, guys? You guys know who Gary Newman is? He's like a, it doesn't matter. He's, he had this popular song. Uh, it's, it's like a synth, it's like a synth anthem. Um, it's like robot music, it's like And then he says some crazy shit that I don't agree with. He says, um, how's it go? Here in my car, I feel safest is all. I can lock all my doors. It's the only way to live in cars. Beep, 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 beep. And it's like, there's lots of other ways to live. You know, outside of living in a car, apartments, a condo, townhouse, regular house. It's not the only way to live, is my point. Also, he feels safest as all in his car. Statistically speaking, the car is one of the least safe places you can be. Cool, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Cool. Speaking of, yeah, move your fucking foot, tall guy. No, I'm just kidding. Speaking of cars, uh, here's the thing about bumper stickers. Nobody fucking asked you. Just merge. Stanford mom, don't care. Just merge. NRA, shoot yourself in the head. Just merge. Coexist? I'd rather not. Just fucking merge. Cool. You're not going to like this one. Okay, no one's gonna like this one. Uh, they loved it in Reno, which, uh, not good. <laughs> All right, you guys know uh, the beer Guinness, that disgusting thick beer Guinness? Uh, do you know it's the same company that also makes the Guinness Book of World Records? It's not a joke, this is a fact. Um, this is the joke part. I wonder what the origin story of that is. Here's what I like to think it was. Uh, Bam, we're in Ireland. We're drinking heavily. We tied one on last night. It was crazy uh, at the brewery, me and the Guinness boys. And um, like, damn, Steve, you got hella drunk last night. Like, ah, yeah, I got drunk. Yeah. 
these drugs. Like, that girl you went home with was pretty big. He's like, ah, she wasn't, the, she wasn't that big. She had a cute face. Like, I don't know, dude. I think she was the fattest woman in the world. He's like, ah, I don't know if she was the fattest. He's like, no, dude. I think we should measure her. It was gonna be. Thank you, thank you for. Is this on? Thank you, thank you for fraternity row in the front. I appreciate that. Thanks for bringing me home. All right. Um, there's this crazy idea that if you could bring a caveman to modern times, he would be impressed by the iPhone. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Um, I'm born in '88, regularly impressed by my iPhone. Um, I think the threshold for impressing a caveman is much lower than an iPhone. Uh, for instance. I think a window would impress a caveman. Be like, ooga booga, what is this sorcery? Are we inside, are we outside? Uh, <laughs> you know I think would really knock a caveman's socks off besides socks, of course? Uh, a chair, on-demand sitting, are you kidding me? I think there's one thing we could all agree on though. If you showed a caveman rollerblades, they'd be like, that shit's gay. Like, caveman! can't say that anymore, dude. Get with the times. Use your iPhone. All right, man. My name's been Adam Close. Give it up for me. All right. Let's keep this going. Our next comedian is Josh Gatsky. Everybody, give it up. Give it up. Thank you. All right, we're going to do some new shit. Uh, I, run a, I run a monthly open mic, and every month there's a couple of people who come as a punishment for losing their fantasy football league, and they have to come do stand-up comedy. And I just love that in this league there are people who are like, okay, what is the most degrading, embarrassing, horrific punishment we could ever think of for this losing piece of shit? Following Joshua Katsky's dreams. All right. Been, uh, I've been putting up a ton of flyers for like mics and shows and stuff, and I just learned that putting up flyers on public polls and stuff is illegal. And I've now realized that I've committed the dumbest crime of all time because I'm literally putting up a piece of paper that has my name, my contact information, and where I'm going to be on March 6th. Yeah, all right. I think it's probably the only the only thing dumber the only crime dumber I think is probably fireworks, because that's a felony if you if you have illegal fireworks, and I don't know if you think about all the tenants of like a really good felony like a bank robbery, like okay, we're all gonna be really quiet, we don't want anyone to know that we were here, and then fireworks are just like we're here, someone arrest me, all right, new jokes are fun. I love California because I think it's the most fun place to watch people be racist. I think it's fun to watch someone be like, yeah, we don't need your con here. If you don't speak English, you can get out of Contra Costa County. Because that's in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I bought a dash cam, which it records the audio and video of all of you know any crash. Uh, and I've realized that it's a completely useless piece of technology because I don't, I think if you crash, 
You're going to be saying some things you probably don't want to be released. You're going to be saying some things about the age, the sex, and the race of whoever caused the crash. And I don't, I'd rather pay the fine and pay for the damages than have that go out on YouTube. All right. Uh, I went to the doctor a few weeks back because uh, I've been having a lot of knee pain. And I'm not, like, I'm not that fat or anything, but he just keeps blaming everything on my weight. Like, oh, your knees hurt? Lose some weight. Sleep apnea? Lose some weight. You got shot? Lose some weight. Need to be a smaller target. <laughs> These are fun. Uh, I started, I started work, uh, waking up early. I'm trying to, like, lose some weight, trying to get healthier. Uh, so over the last few months, I've been waking up at 6 a.m., going to the gym. I've lost a few pounds. I'm getting stronger. And it is not worth it. Uh, I would rather sleep. I would. It's fucking bullshit. Waking up early is the worst thing you could do. No ending to that. Yeah. I, I hate my gym because there's, like, a huge viewing window. There's, like, a window that, like, you can look out and people can look in. So I always feel like a zoo animal. I always feel like people are going to come up and be like, Daddy, 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 why isn't that one moving? When they're in captivity, you know, sometimes they just they just don't. All right. Yeah, we're going to end on this weird one. You guys ever think about how awesome it is that dwarves are real? Like, there's no treants, there's no elves, there's no rings to rule them all. But dwarves are real. Like, I don't know. I just think that's awesome. I just like to think that there are some doctors and scientists. Where the fuck is this thing? Some doctors and scientists who are thinking about, like, naming all these things. And then they're like, okay, got cancer, we got lymphoma, we got Tourette's. All these things are so depressing. Let's just have fun with this next one. I don't have time to finish that, but I don't know. I give it up for Sean Turrell. Our next comedian coming up to the stage right now, Johnny Knutson, everybody. Give it up, give it up. People, uh, they always ask me if I have an accent, you know? I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. I'm from uh, the Bay Area. They're like, no, nah, that's, that's not it. You know? They're like, no, no, seriously, like, what is it? I'm like, oh, that. Oh, yeah, I'm just, like, half retarded. Like, I just, like, talk like an idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it can get awkward, you know? <laughs> I was, like, a real dumb kid, you know? And I feel like if you're a dumb kid, that you're just dumb. You know, like that's your lot. Because if you're like a smart kid that ended up dumb as an adult, something got you, you know? Maybe a couple dingers off the head, maybe drugs. Maybe you feel really weird around your uncle or something. I don't know. All right. Um, I've, been, I've been waking up really tired, you know, which is weird. Someone's like, what's your sleep routine like? I'm like, well, my sleep routine, I feel like my sleep routine is I just go from really big screen to really small screen. You know, so I start with the TV and I'm like, all right, I want to be on my computer now. And then I, I'm on my computer, I read some opinions. I'm like, all right, I want to be on my phone. And then I read my phone and then when my eyes start burning because I've been looking at it for, you know, a good hour and a half in the pitch black, I'm like, all right, I, I'm going to go to bed. And then I'm asleep for about 90 seconds. Then I wake up, I'm like, fuck, I got to jack off, you know? So I jack off. No, I, I, I open up Facebook first, obviously. All right, no, uh, <laughs> no, no, no Facebook users. 
in the building. No, I don't even go on my computer or my phone. I go straight back to the TV. Because you know? I feel like the, t- the TV, you know, 2023, you're watching porn on your TV. That's got to be like the most wholesome way to watch porn. Right? Because you don't care. Someone walks in on you watching porn, you know? I don't know. So all I'm saying is if you're watching porn on your phone, you're a fucking savage these days. Um, all right. My, uh, I have two really hot sisters, you know, which is like a weird thing. So my brother's like, dude, you got to stop saying that. <laughs> really fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think they're hot, you know, but they're hot to people, you know. That's what I'm working with these days. They think I need to, like, meditate, you know? They need to go to therapy, but, like, I, c- I can't go to therapy, you know? Because anytime I go to therapy, I just, like, lie because I want to bang the therapist, you know? He's like, how's your sex life? I'm like, it's fucking great. Next question. <laughs> He's like, no, no, seriously, how's your sex life? I'm like, I told you, it's great. <laughs> Next question. I don't know. Um, all right. Um... Dude, uh, what's up with these driverless cars? Because I, I saw one the other day that was, like, there was no one in it. And it was just bumping that song, Promiscuous. Like, who the fuck is listening to this song? <laughs> like, what is this dude, like, on his way to, like, a booty call with another car? I also drove past one at Ocean Beach. And it was just looked like it was taken in the view. It's <laughs> like, what the hell is going on with these things? Are they, like, breaking free? Are they, like, finally becoming sentient? That's a word, right? Let's <laughs> you could say that. That's... <laughs> Means you can think. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Um, dumb guy, you know. That's another thing about being a dumb guy in your friend group is I don't think you should like be sarcastic around your friends because they might think you're being serious, you know. Like, the other day I was like boiling water with my friend, totally straight thing to do because we're making tea, you know. And he's like, I was like, dude, you know, if you if you stare at the water, it'll boil faster. And he looked at me. He's like, are you being serious? <laughs> Which is an awkward thing, you know? Because <laughs> then you realize your friends look at you in a certain light. Um, all right, that's going to be all my time. Give it up for Sean. All right, what's up, everybody? Let's keep it going. Give it up for our next comedian, Brian Bailey, everybody. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, I, I like a lot of really dorky shit. I know it's hard to believe because I look so cool, you know? Right? But no, I like a lot of really nerdy shit. I like comic books a lot. But I like old comic books when they were like essentially just propaganda, you know, like in the 60s. They're like Superman, he's the protector of all of Earth. Mostly the white countries, but you know, other stuff too. And everyone was like, hey, DC, can we, like, can Africa get its own superhero? And they're like, yeah, you guys can have Black Adam. And then Marvel did the same thing. They're like, you can have Black Panther. And I'm like, I'm sensing a trend here, guys, that maybe is not a pattern you want to follow. I'm just glad Shang-Chi wasn't like Yellow Ninja. I would be, I think, <laughs> be a little problematic. Also, we're speaking the names of things. I know they're not superheroes, but like the Power Rangers, you know? Like, you know Tommy, he's like the coolest one, right? He was a green Power Ranger. You remember what he turned into? The White Power Ranger. Bad name, I think. It's not good because people are like, the White Power Ranger. What? It's like, Ranger, Ranger. You got to <laughs> let me finish what my name is. You can't go around call yourself White Power. Okay. Um, 
Jeez, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, comic books. But I like I like old comic books. One of my favorite old comic books is a crossover between Marvel and DC back when they still did that. And it was uh, Captain America and Batman. And the villains of each comic book met up. Uh, the villain of Batman is the Joker. Everyone knows the Joker, right? And then Captain America's villain is Red Skull. If you don't know who Red Skull is, he's a Nazi. That's his superpower. That's just who he is. He's like boys with Hitler. <laughs> That's what he does. And like when they meet up, they're trying to kill the superheroes, and Joker refuses to work with Red Skull. And this is a quote from the comic book. He goes, I may be a psychopath, but I'm an American psychopath. Uh, I think it's kind of weird to use the Joker for patriotism. It doesn't, he's not a great guy, you know? Like you saw the Dark Knight, he's like a domestic terrorist. He blows up a hospital. I think they only, they only get away with that because Joker's white, you know? Like, if the Joker wasn't white, he would just be a regular terrorist. But... Like, because he's white, they're like, he's wacky, ah, you know? <laughs> he's misunderstood. All right, <laughs> cool, no, all right. Um, no, I do like, like a lot of dorky stuff. I grew up, like, you know, reading a bunch of stupid books. Like, I read this book. You guys ever read the book? I was making an age thing, Dragonology. You guys know Dragonology? So there's this book where it was like a non-fiction, or it was a fiction book for children, but it was presented as a non-fiction book. So it was like presented as if dragons had existed at some point in time. And this is really embarrassing, but true. When I found out that dragons had never existed, I cried. I was very upset. And my dad's way of comforting me, he goes, you still like wrestling and that's not real. And I was like, it's not? My whole world was shattered within mere minutes, guys. I think understanding that wrestling is like real as a kid makes sense to a certain extent. I think you should figure it out on your own. I don't think someone should have to tell you. Because, like, when Triple H and, like, Batista are fighting, it's just two jacked dudes. And you're like, yeah, that could be real. But then the lights go out and lightning strikes and the Undertaker appears out of thin air. And as a kid, I was like, yeah, that adds up. People, people can do that, you know? As they, just some sports have Barry Bonds. Other sports have undead wizards. That's just that's how shit works. I don't know. I can't explain it. That's it. Thanks. Okay, okay, moving on through. Our next comedian is staring at me right now. Let's get it going for Art Galustian, everybody. Hello, people. Um, I'm hella stupid. This is a true story. It's not even a joke, but I went to get my teeth whitened today and I didn't know that one of the side effects is that it really fucking hurts when you talk after <laughs> and I have a show later and then randomly I just get like these twitches of pain and it's just like I'm twitching. So if you see me doing that, I don't have to write. So I'm just stupid. Anyways, um, I don't, and also I don't know if you guys could tell just like by looking at me. Especially like, like you sitting at the angle right there, but I'm actually bald. <laughs> yeah. And what's weird about being bald, right, is that I'm the only bald person in my family. So that means there was nobody there to teach me shit like how to shave your head, right? First time I tried shaving my head, I got razor burns because I didn't know how to do that. Or that if you go out in the sun, you're supposed to put sunscreen on top of your head. Like I didn't know that, right? So I was like, fuck, I'm tired of this shit. So I tried to find a support group for bald men, so like to learn you know, how to do this shit. And that's when I found out that's not what the skinheads do. 
Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, what'd you say? Oh, thank you. You like the skinheads? <laughs> oh man. Um, a little bit about me, guys. I'm an immigrant. I was born in Armenia. I grew up in Russia, and I moved to San Francisco when I was 12 years old. When I moved here, I had the summer to learn as much English as I can before the school year started, right? And the advice that I got was to watch a lot of TV. Because you hear people talk English on TV, you start picking up on the language. So I did that all summer long. But it was weird because I was starting to understand people on TV, but not people in real life. So it turns out I spent the entire summer watching Telemundo. Hi, Dios mío. Todo verano vi telenovelas. See, what happened was I was just flipping through the channels, and I saw those hot weather girls, and I was like, no mama's way. This is the channel for me. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, let's try a new joke. Um, I, uh, it's weird, like, if, if you guys remember this about, like, Apple, like, a few years ago, it turned out that they were using child labor in Asia to make their iPhones. Do you guys remember that? Like, that came out? So I think it's kind of funny how nowadays they try to be all like progressive and shit, right? Like for example, they introduced the different skin tones for the emojis. Now there's like all these different skin tones that's supposed to be more inclusive. But I kind of liked it when all the emojis were just yellow, right? Because we're all the same color, like in this weird digital texting world, we're all the same, right? We're all the same color as the kids who made the iPhones. I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I think we have too many damn emojis, though. There's actually over 3,000 different emojis. Like, there's an emoji for a black square inside a white square and a white square inside a black square. Who the fuck is using that? Who the fuck? There's an emoji for every single emotion and then another set of every single emotion but expressed as a cat. They're using cat emojis. Do not text me. They got emojis for a pregnant woman, a pregnant man, and a pregnant non-binary person. I think all they're missing is a pregnant cat. But I think if Apple really wants to be progressive, they shouldn't only have emojis for pregnancy, but also for abortion, you know, like a baby skull or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right, last joke. Uh, you guys have been seeing them spy balloons everywhere? Yes? Yeah, you have. Say yes. Come on, participate, motherfuckers. Uh, did you know they found one over Oakland? Crazy. And it turns out someone broke into it and stole his catalytic converter. All right, guys, bye. Let's take a break from male comedians. Give it up for Sophia Garrow, everybody. So sorry, I think I just cropped us to do all on my way up here. Is this not the most intimidating bathroom to use? It's like you're shitting on the stage. Like I have no option here. Okay. Oh, my brother's calling. Should I pick it up? Um, my, okay, I was talking to my dad the other day, and I was asking him when he dies where he would want his ashes to be scattered. Um, he didn't even miss a beat, guys. He was like, Costco. Like, how exclusive can you be? Like, I have to get a Costco membership now to pay my respects? Are you kidding me? I can't blame him, though. Costco is everything, right? They have everything you need in life and in death. Did you guys know that they sell coffins at Costco? I feel like there's always someone who's, like, nodding too aggressively, like, where I buy all my coffins in bulk. <laughs> they also put the exit too by the other impulse buys, which I think is strange. I don't know who that's for. 
but uh, if they're buying coffins on a whim, it's probably their least uh, concerning impulse, I'd say. Probably. Buying coffins in bulk has to trip some kind of alarm, right? This guy's checking out with 10 coffins. Cashier's like, big weekend plans. <laughs> I told that joke once, and this guy was like, did you know at the Costco in Hoboken, New Jersey, you can't buy a coffin without a death certificate? Like sounds an awful lot like you tried. <laughs> Fuck you find that out. I'm I'm a very a hairy individual. I have to get waxed every summer. Every summer I pay some Russian woman to make me feel like a goblin. I swear only the Russian woman can shame the hair right off you. They don't even use wax. It's just hot Soviet shame. <laughs> they always act like they're disappointed in me for growing ass hair. Like it was my choice to have the butt crack of a Middle Eastern dictator. <laughs> I had one waxer tell me once that I needed to calm down because I was sweating too much for the wax to stick. I was like, I don't know how you relax in Russia, but you grimacing into my butthole is what's making me sweat, sweat Lana, sweat Lana. That was not what I meant to say, but I kind of liked it, sweat Lana. Um, I, you guys have the Citizen app? No, okay, so uh, you guys know what it is. It's an app that sends you constant notifications about what you should be panicking about. Uh, they sent me a notification the other day about uh, there was a body found in an apartment building near me. Um, and it was a senior citizen. Upon first investigation, they found out that they decided that she died of natural causes. But upon further investigation, determined that she actually died of a stab wound to the neck. I'm no detective. <laughs> Seems like an awfully hard thing to miss on the first go. How old do you have to be to be lying in a pool of your own blood? And they're like, this bitch is mad old. She's so fucking old. There's like help written on the wall behind you in blood. And they're like, she's like 100 years old. One of the detectives like, there's a knife in her neck. They're like, oh, gross. Put that shit back. Guys. Killed in my living room. Um, okay. I went to a, a really fancy restaurant recently, and when they, the waitress handed us menus, and when she did, she said, everything here has been touched by fire or smoke. So cooked? Why are you explaining cooking to me? That's why we're here. Waffle House could say the same. And they should. You sit down, they're like, everything here has been touched by Juan or Juan's cousin. You're like, that's why I'm here. All right, thank you guys. See ya, bye. All right, keeping it going. Give it up for your next comedian, Huned Shakur, everybody. Hello. If you don't know me, my name is Hunaid. Uh, my white name is Nate. I think it's important to have a white name so I don't get into spelling bees at Starbucks. I have a friend whose name is Tarek. His white name's Rick. I have a brother whose name is Hayan. His white name is Daniel. Um, that's what he decided to call himself. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, cops are having a hard time recruiting uh, for new officers, so now they're allowing people with criminal records to apply which is a strange thing to learn when you're getting arrested. Um, 
it, it's part of the new Miranda rights. It's like you have the right to remain silent, and here's a referral code to our latest job posting. They're like, oh, we saw the way you found drugs in that car. That's 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 the skills we need here. Um, I'm scared that I'm too old to have kids now. Not that I'm physically, not that I physically can't, but I'm worried that my kids will be idiots. Um, it's just I've been jerking off for so long that I feel like there has to be some sort of repercussion for that. Like I treated jerking off like a toothpaste tube. Like it's probably empty, but I'm gonna get one more squeeze in. Like all the Olympic swimmers, all the go-getters are gone, and all that's left is old people in a pool doing water aerobics, and they don't want to get out. I have a friend who's depressed. Um, <laughs> that's not the joke. Um, you know, shout out mental illness. We got to be friends with them. Um, but he g he uses a checklist to get through the day, and it's a it's the normal checklist. It's like you know, take a shower, eat. But at the end of all of his checklists is suicide. And I'm just like, what's up with this last one, bro? And he said, well, I realized that I'm never going to be able to check that one off, even if I'm successful. <laughs> all right. If, if that one lost you, this next one's not going to do any better. Um, <laughs> um, I feel I have commitment issues. And I feel like if I were given the choice between a tattoo and a kid, I'd probably pick the kid. Just because I know after 18 years, I I can get rid of it, and you know, like you can you can get rid of an ugly kid, you can't get rid of an ugly tattoo, right? And then, in situations where you need, like it comes in handy. You can't be like, hey, don't rob me, don't shoot. I got tattoos, right? Like a kid is a selfish thing to have. Um. All right, I think that was it. Thank you. <laughs>
What else do I? Oh yeah, so Drake has this song where he says, "I just want to fuck every girl in the world," uh, and he easily could have said every woman. That's yeah, a thinker, uh, uh, but but honestly though, uh, even if he did mean woman like every girl, have you seen Roseanne Barr? Yeah, Roseanne Barr sucks, man. She dressed up as Hitler, and she's Jewish. That's like if a chicken dressed up as KFC guy. Like, he just wants to kill you and put you in the oven. Yeah, it's I can make that joke, though, because I uh, eat at KFC. Yeah. Um, speaking of celebrities, uh, apparently Jerry Seinfeld back in the day, when he was 37, dated a 16-year-old girl. I didn't even know that. Uh, and someone was like, oh, that was normal back then, 10 years ago. Uh, and also, like, if it was normal, Jerry Seinfeld would have had it in a bit. And I've never heard a Jerry Seinfeld bit where he just goes, so what's the deal with girlfriends and pre-algebra? All right. Yeah. Um, what time is it? Light? Okay, yeah, uh, so abortion got overturned, Roe v. Wade, that's bad, right? Um, but I see a lot of dystopian depictions of that, like Handmaid's Tale. Where, but the dystopia that I want to see related to that is, is that one minute? Okay, I've never seen that before. Um, yeah, so the dystopia I want to see is like the line outside of the teen mom auditions in Mississippi of all these like pro-life girls just waiting to get their shot. Um, cause who wouldn't want to see them audition for, like, for a teen mom, like it's American Idol, like see the panel of industry experts, like Bristol Palin, Jamie Lynn Spears, and then literally Randy Jackson still for some reason. And then like some pro-life girl comes up stage and she's like, uh, I want to play my baby's heartbeat for you cause it beats the national anthem. And then, uh, Ryan Seacrest has to rush on stage and be like, is it the Star Spangled Banner or is it an arrhythmia? We'll find out after the break. All right, that's my time tonight. <laughs> Thank you. All right, our next comedian is Jack in 10 years. Give it up for Lee Wyatt, everybody. <laughs> 10 years? <laughs> I feel great now. Thanks. How's everybody doing? Oh, cool. Interactive crowd. I like that. I heard there was a lot of fresh fresh faces down here. It's been a minute since I've been at Mutiny. You're supposed to say welcome back, Lee, like you all know me. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm recording this. this is w I need content. Need content. You know, a lot of times people tell me I look like somebody. You, you guys... Thinking who I'm talking about? Ah, yeah, someone had to fucking say it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. You know, and I take that as a compliment, because that motherfucker had a ten-part special on Netflix. Ten parts. It began to get less fun when people, you know, compared me to him, though, once they got to, like, episode five or so. They're like, you like children. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not about me. I'm not actually him. 
So I tried to like roll without the glasses one day, you know? I was like, oh, I'm so tired of this Dahmer shit, dude. So I took them off. I'm like walking around, you know? I'm walking my dog. This girl says, hey, you remind me of a hot Steve Buscemi. <laughs> like, in what world is that possible? I mean, uh, I've seen Marvel movies. I know about the multiverse, but a hot Steve Buscemi. I played Muck Fair. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was going to go do a new part. And let's just change. That's a great transition, guys, for any new comics in the room. That's how you transition right there. Take take some notes. You just fuck up your joke, and you move along. Everyone have a good COVID? Yeah, mine was pretty sick. I watched a lot of YouTube. You guys watch the YouTubes? I'm like Jack in 20 years. I call it the YouTubes. Um, you know, I was watching a lot of shit. One of my favorite things was watching, like, the mask mandate meetings. You know, you guys watch any of those? You love me. I love you, too. The only guy who likes my jokes. Also wearing a denim jacket. It's a coincidence, I swear. But no, nah, dude, like, I was watching this, uh, the one school board meeting. It was in Virginia. Guys, this mom. She was so upset about them masking her child, she stood up and threatened to shoot up the school, guys. Threatened to shoot it up. I was just thinking, like, lady, leave the gun out at home. Your kid will take care of it, right? Right? <laughs> now, one thing I was happy about, though, like, I feel like we all came together and decided that, you know, Confederate statues were bad. Supposed to be clapping unless you're racist. Um... So now the radio knows you're all racist, and I'll tag you on Facebook. Um, but no, I was really, I was really happy about it until I, you know, started doing some research on on QAnon's website. Turns out, guys, state of Georgia, great state of Georgia. They're building a theme park. Disney bought the rights, guys. Disney bought the rights. Perfect. It's called Clan Land. There'll be a lot of honking of horns like that. But if you have a Confederate flag on your truck, parking's free. And I may or may not be working the parking booth. Not not because I'm racist, I just got a really good 401k plan. <laughs> God, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> but all I can say, I'm glad that Disney got the rights because I'm really looking forward to Ant-Man Quantumania where Robert E. Lee shows up. Stonewall Jackson and Ant-Man. Wanna hit no history buffs? <laughs> okay. See, the kids need to learn the history, guys. So go watch a Marvel movie. <laughs> All right? Honk me again, I dare you. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, please do. See, and that's when you know you're really done, guys, for all the new comics. That's if you get two honks, get the fuck out of here, okay? We are not going to move on to our next comic just yet, sorry. I am going to actually do my shitty set in the middle of this, and then I'll get to you. All right, y'all. It's the time you've been waiting for. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Um, hello. 
Well, let's let's address the elephant in the room. I know I know I'm a little uh, racially ambiguous. Some of you may be thinking I'm white. Others of you may be thinking I'm really fucking white. But I'm going to leave that up for debate. I do want to say one thing, though. It kind of confuses people. My dad is Mexican. And I want to clear something up about that because um, he's, like, Mexican, like, lowercase. Like, his Mexicanism isn't, like, transferable. Because he's, he's Mexican the same way that uh, steak is chicken fried. This is terrible. Okay. Um, yeah, he is Mexican the same way a steak is chicken fried. Because, you know, like a, a chicken fried steak doesn't actually have chicken in it, right? And my father doesn't actually have Mexican in him. He may have a Mexican in him. That's not my business. That's between him and his little Latin lover. But he is like... um. Similar in the way that, you know, a chicken fried steak is just made the way that fried chicken is made. And my father is made the way that Mexicans are made. Battered and fried. Okay, yo. He was born in Mexico. I think that's all I'm going to say. Look, my point is, um, like a chicken fried steak, my dad is also white trash. That was not offensive. Jeez. Okay, let's move on from that shit, then. <laughs> All right, well, a little about me. I am uncircumcised. Any other skinheads in here? <laughs> no? Okay. But I will say, I couldn't open my foreskin until I was 15 years old. I know, impressive. And I, uh, I didn't realize, though, this is like an issue a lot of people with foreskin have. I just never heard about it, you know? They never really talk about it in our circumcised media. Fucking Jews. But I did actually have to have mine opened by a medical professional. It was my dentist. I don't question his expertise. I'll do anything for oral health. No, but but the, there is a real story. I do want to tell the real one. That That's not what happened. But what happened wasn't really better, I will say. Like, I was going in for a physical because I'm an athlete. And uh, I don't know if you guys know, like, how, like, a male physical goes. But um, they do at one point put their, like, finger under your balls, right, and have you cough. Because they're checking if your balls have a cold or something. I don't know. But uh, while she's doing this, she was also telling me, like, hey, you should talk to my daughter. Which was, yeah, it's weird, right? Because what the fuck are we going to talk about? Like, hey, you're that girl whose mom had my balls and dick three inches from her head. Nice to meet you. But, um... At one point during it, she was, you know, she's like feeling it like normal. And then she's like, hey, you ever do this? And then she just ripped it back. I was like, 
nope. That was a first for me. I'm definitely not talking to your daughter now. All right, y'all, that's my time. Thank you so much. And now, keep it going for your next comedian, Lucas Larson, everybody. Thank you. Um, those online forms where you pick your prefix, no one checks. So any online form I've ever filled out, I'm a doctor. I'm very glad I didn't have to do Sean's physical. Also means all my spam refers to me as Dr. Larson. So I immediately forward all of it to my parents. My dad calls me up and is like, Lucas, why did you send us 10 emails for 10% off at Pay Less Shoes? And I'm like, come on, dad. That's Dr. Larson. I'm a foot doctor. Thank you very much. Okay, hell yeah. I have a wife somehow. He thinks I'm a doctor. <laughs> on the second date ever, she was like, tie me up and do whatever you want to me. So I tied her up and put on Lord of the Rings extended version. <laughs> like it was the second date. I had to prove that I was serious about rings. <laughs> then I just started asking her questions. I'm like, what do you want me to call you? He's like, beautiful. And I'm like, nah, how about precious? I was like, if this ends in a ring, what's the number one thing you have to keep the ring away from? He thought about it. I was like, uh, garbage disposals? I'm like, no, lava. <laughs> we are not taking a honeymoon in Hawaii. And then uh, I was like, Ten hours later, Lord of the Rings ended, and I was like, what movie do you want to watch? And she said, The Notebook. <laughs> I'm like, ah, how sweet. She's like, no, you just have to be taking really good notes. I need a better movie there, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the feedback. <laughs> this seems uh, like a... Like, I'm, I'm charismatic. This seems like a crowd that would enjoy some crowd work. High five. <laughs> High five. <laughs> this bump. <laughs> Very charismatic. Thank you. End of crowd work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I recently went to a friend's wedding in Savannah, Georgia, and he told me I could stay at his friend's house during the wedding. I show up to his friend's house, go inside, and it was a crack house. <laughs> I was as comfortable as you would think I would be in a crack house. <laughs> I'm like, oh, um, are we doing anything? 
He's like, yeah, we're going to McDonald's. But first I have to grab my gun. <laughs> I'm like, God, this McDonald's trip just got a lot more exciting. <laughs> okay, that's a premise without a punchline. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, more crowd work. <laughs> Odd or even. Odd or even. Yeah. Next joke, okay. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, where's the mic stand? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Give it up for Todd. <laughs> Okay, our next comedian coming up is Gavita Singh, everybody! What's up? Um, okay, okay. So I, um, I don't do, do one-night stands, okay? My, my fear was always, what if the guy murders me? Um... But but I was at a bar one day and this guy approached me and he was hot. So I was like, it's worth the risk. And long story short, we go home together and he can't get it up. And he says it's because he's stressed because his brother has cancer. You should have just murdered me. You know, his contact information wasn't even in my phone. It would have been bar hot guy, but now it's bar brother cancer. I'm like, he could have said anything else, okay? Okay, he could have been like, it's the whiskey, or my dick is racist. <laughs> and any of those alternatives would have been so much better because I would have left immediately. Instead, I had to comfort this 10 with trauma. I was like, so your brother, does his dick work? <laughs> no. Uh, before you feel bad for him, though, I, I was hoodwinked, okay, because I was 22 and he was 34. So he knew what he was getting himself into. He was like, she's young. I can waste her time. And he did waste my time because getting him hard was like making a sandcastle. Because his dick kept slipping through my fingers. <laughs> he, 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 did, he did offer to go down on me you know, because things were going so great. And, uh, he did, and he was like, oh, you're so wet down there. And I'm like, no, it's just tears. <laughs> um, I, I have friends who, they're in their 30s, and they really want kids. And personally, I'm not really interested. Uh, one, because I don't really want to obliterate the land bridge between my asshole and my vag. Uh, but also, but also, like, I, I feel like there are challenges that my kids will have that I won't be able to, like, help them resolve. You know, like, every generation has their challenges. Like, for my parents, it was coming to a different country and, and raising a family there. And then for me, it's, like, not being able to afford anything. Uh, and I think for, like, I, like, I see a future where I have, like, two kids, right? And one is going to be named Uno, and the next is going to be named Dos. And we'll do sweet things together. Like, we'll play Uno. 
and Dose will have his last card, and he'll scream, Uno! And Uno will be like, that's me! And I'll be like, no, silly, we're talking about the game here! And then Uno will be like, Mommy, why does my face burn when it rains outside? Because <laughs> climate change? <laughs> all right, that's it. That one didn't work. <laughs> all right, all right. But no, seriously, it just it feels weird raising kids in a world where like climate change is coming in hot. Um, like, like I feel like kids, you know, they, they, they always ask questions, you know, like, they'll be like, Mom! <laughs> What happened to the oxygen, you know? And I'll be like, oh, they took it to space, silly. Or like, like, I don't know, things will be radioactive, so the kid will be like, oh, why do I have three arms? I'll be like, oh, but it makes, it's what makes you special. Um, this is great. <laughs> They'll be like, hey, mom, where's, where's dad? Be like, oh, honey, you know, you know there's a food shortage each each your meatloaf. <laughs> Kids ask so many questions. I don't know. I I, I it's Florida is gonna be bad. I mean Florida will be underwater, that's nice. Um I do you know, I, I also like I, I imagine that like the air's gonna be so polluted that our uteruses look like ashtrays and kids come out looking like chimney sweeps. I don't know, you know, the likes. Feeling very bright. Oh, what's good? What's good? The prenatal vitamin industry is gonna be popping though, you know, because everyone's gonna try to Save the baby in the womb. This isn't making sense. Um, I think that's my time. Thank you, guys. All right. Our next comedian goes by one name and one name only. Give it up for Kapani, everybody. Thanks, Sean. Congrats on hosting tonight. That's pretty fucking epic. Um, I only have one hand. Okay, hi, I'm Kapani, um, I'm 22. It's very stressful to be 22 because I recently found out I only have two and a half years left to try to seduce Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's, it's frustrating because like as a woman you're constantly being told you are on the precipice of expiration. And like there's all these things you have to do with that, like you're supposed to be wearing moisturizer and sunscreen every day. And personally, I've just been lathering like mayonnaise on my face. I thought that's why everybody was so greasy. I, um, I, um, since I'm 22, I, I, I did have to go to the gynecologist. Um, and when I, when I went, they were like, do you want your pap smear now or in three weeks? Um, both, in my opinion, are bad options. So I said, yeah, now's, now's good. Um, and they were like, that, that'll be $50. Um, and like personally, I think they should like wait to see whether or not I have cervical cancer before they charge me $50, just because I'll like be coming back so often, like the first one you should get off, you know, like, like a discount or something. Um, it's interesting, I, uh, I didn't think I was a pedophile, um, but I, I did start going on dates with a senior in college, and it's very interesting, because like I'll go to pay for the bill, right? And I'll be like, oh no, I got this one. I'm like, are you sure? Um, I have a job. You're $240,000 in debt from getting a film degree. He's like, oh, no, it's cool. Um, I still have funds from when I was a summer camp counselor. Um, I, I think the idea of being a film major is very funny because, like, best case scenario, you learn how to use the words derivative and Kafka-esque correctly. And best, best case scenario, the other person just goes, hmm. Like, that's it. <laughs> um, 
I have two roommates. Um, one of them is really in love. She's in love with like one of those artsy communist types. And they're very, they're very intimate, right? And like I, I came home Thursday night and both of them are like laying on the kitchen floor. This is the same kitchen floor that sees like eight baby cockroaches a night get born. And, and I, I, I come in and they're laying on the kitchen floor on top of each other. And like the worst part about it is they don't even like scramble to get up when I like walk in and I turn on the lights. They're just like, hey, you want a margarita? <laughs> Um, the other the other roommate, she's on Hinge. She's very good at Hinge because she went on a date every night last week. And every night last week, I gave her a hug because I knew it might be the last time I ever saw her. Um, and and I think, like, it would be okay, right? But she's an Android user, which means that she doesn't have an iPhone, which means she's not on Find My Friends. Um, so if and when she gets murdered, I don't even know which ditch to look for her body in. Um... I still have time, okay. I'm just kind of like running through this very quickly. Um, okay, I, uh, we, went, we went through a pandemic, everybody. That was exciting. Um, I, well, I guess we're, we're still kind of going through it. It depends, it depends. Controversial take, thanks, thank you. Um, and something I did during the pandemic is I would like make up these people to have conversations with in my mind. And one of them was this woman named Eve and she was my therapist. She went to an all women's college and she was dating a dentist. And one of the first conversations I had with her in my mind um, was I was sitting down. She wasn't sitting down because she was in my mind. And she was like, what, 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 what brings you in today? And I was like, that's a really good question, Eve. It's really weird. I've really been having these conversations with people in my mind. I was thinking you could talk me through that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> This next comedian has been pretty horny all night. Give it up for Katka Sabo! Hey, what's up, crowd? It's correct. Katka Sabo, Katka Katarina Sabo Sabotage. You've heard it before. Um, tonight I'm ready to spill some tea. So, as of last December, I'm out of job. Oh, did you get laid off? I was waiting and waiting, but my company was doing too well in the current economic environment. No layoffs whatsoever. What, are, what is the company doing, you're thinking? Layoffs for the other companies. If you're thinking how a company can get rid of 40% of their staff without anyone having any clue whatsoever, well, if you don't know, now you know. Um, uh, my job was exhilarating and powerful. I was like a secret spy assassin. You know, like my shade, my shadow would flash by your water cooler and three weeks later, bam, your career is dead. All right, guys, quick room check. How am I doing? Am I killing it right now? Can I like hear some noise? Yay. Okay, you are not clapping. If you think this is bad, be glad you didn't see this face in your day job. Well, um, luckily, I have this side gig going on. It's not paying bad. It's I'm making around like a half of what a talented software engineer would make in San Francisco. Not bad. 
But uh, since I started doing comedy, I'm really screwing up that thing too. Um, yeah, like right now, I am failing 50% of that job description. I, I, I'm stay-at-home mom who is going out. Luckily, no one can take away that mom part from me. That's the part paying my jobs, uh, paying my bills. Um, yeah, so you already know that I'm married to a um, talented software engineer in San Francisco. And um, he's been complaining lately. He wants to be stay-at-home dad, too. And I told him, honey, sure, we can make it work as long as you're stay-at-home working remotely, dad. Hey, God bless remote work, saving marriages and making people's Dreams come true nationwide, yay! Um, speaking of being a parent, I'm a mom of two little princesses. And what is really scaring me are all those creeps targeting little girls online. Just today, another mom was reaching out to me to warn me about this old creep commenting of the, on the pictures of girls on Facebook, right? And she reached out to me because he and I share the same last name. It turns out that Mr. Sabo, my retired father, has been quite busy behind his laptop lately. Um, yeah, so I'm bracing myself for a reverse parenting sex talk this weekend. Yeah, and on that note, I sometimes wish he would just keep some decency, you know, and just stick to that anime milf porn I found on his browsing history when I was a child. Anyway, um, okay, guys, let's build some better future for our kids, yes? And let's make sure there are no, no lonely men left unattended in the evenings at home. And on that note, if you excuse me, I got to run and check on my husband what he's doing tonight. All right, my name is Katka Sabal. Thank you. Let's keep this going. Our next comedian coming up is Brett Jennings, everybody. Uh, hi. Cool. This is good. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, what's up? I, um... <laughs> I like Valentine's Day. Uh, every year, my mom sends me a self-help book on Valentine's Day. And, uh, and this year, she sent me a book called Approval Junkie. It's about a failed stand-up comedian whose life finally came together when she quit stand-up. She, uh, she recovered from a debilitating eating disorder and uh, got married and had like eight kids, so good for her. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, that's all I have for that. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how I'm perceived by people, uh, but I was in my kitchen and my roommate came in, uh, saw me and flinched. Uh, I don't, and she was like, ah, oh, it's crazy. Uh, I had this dream about you where you went totally crazy and, uh, and we had to lock you in a room 
and and light the room on fire because you were just super crazy. Isn't that funny? I was like, no. Um, <laughs> so that's happening. I don't know. I have a lot of dreams where I'm shot in the face by the Taliban. <laughs> that's more just you guys too. Okay. <laughs> that relatable um <laughs> i uh i was at benefit yesterday and uh, and my makeup looked nice and i went up to the woman and i was like ah oh, i know my makeup looks terrible because i wanted a compliment and <laughs> <laughs> and she kept saying things like you know makeup's not everything and <laughs> <laughs> And isn't that mean? <laughs> cool. Uh, the rest of the stuff is just thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I, I always thought it was creative criticism. I didn't know it was constructive criticism. So I thought if I could say something fun enough, even if it was mean, it was okay. I don't have examples, but that's just something I do. Uh <laughs> cool. Let's see. Uh, oh, um, I like. Oh, are you? No. Um, I. Uh, I'm. I like uh, hitting on service workers because they can't escape, and <laughs> you know they're like behind a thing that's keeping them in there. And <laughs> I, I was at this pizza place, and this guy wears these hats with a lot of words on them, and I was. I approached. And <laughs> I was like, that's too many words for a hat. Uh, he was like, that's rude. Um, <laughs> but, but I was trying to read his hat, and it was like something about abortion, but it, it was really long. Like, it used the phrase fetal removal twice. And I think that's too many times for a hat. I don't know if he, <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to convince me of. We're not dating, um, <laughs> but I think that's fun. I'm going to try one more. Uh, this is old, but it doesn't work anymore. So <laughs> uh, I think one of the problems with dating is Twilight. Because uh, <laughs> this is a really long joke. Should I get uh, It's fine. Because uh, there <laughs> there's this scene in Twilight where Bella and Edward are talking, and Edward says something. And Bella's like, how do you know that about me? Edward is like, well, every night since we've met, I've gone to your home. I've waited for you to fall asleep. I've scaled the side of your house. I've broken into your bedroom window through your win bedroom window. And I, and I, <laughs> and I watch you sleep. And, uh, and sometimes you talk in your sleep. And, and then sometimes you'll start to wake up and I have to run to your closet and hide and watch you from there. And Bella's just like, oh my god, you know, you're so fast. <laughs> and I think there's something wrong with that. Okay, thank you guys. <laughs> All right, keeping it going. Give it up for Chiao on everybody. How's it going? Thank you. Uh, people ask me if I do stand-up because I like to be funny. 
And I'm like, no, 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 you guys got it all wrong, right? I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just born this way. Like, I just have a natural tendency to complain. There's a lot of things to be angry about in this world, right? There's so much fucked up stuff, right? And my therapist told me that it is not acceptable to let that anger out on my family or my coworkers. So here I am, the only place where I can just stand here and whine. One of the things I don't understand is it seems like men are constantly trying to figure out why their girlfriends are mad at them. I'm like, how can you be so lost in your own relationship? Like, I never really understood that, okay? Until I got a girlfriend myself. I was like, women and their feelings, man. That is complicated shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, being with a woman has its, you know, like everything else, has its pros and cons, okay? For example, uh, it's hard to start a family, but you don't get any unexpected pregnancies. Uh, they always understand what it's like to be on your period, but then your cycles sink and you get twice the emotional bitches in the house. Now, my favorite one is you get real orgasms. I mean, such a treat to having sex, right? <laughs> now, the downside of that is I lose out on the regular acting practice that I get. I'm just saying, if I were to get casted in a movie and it has a sex scene, like, I'm going to need to brush up on my fake orgasm skills, okay? Yeah. Ever since I discovered my lesbianism, like, my life just makes so much more sense now, okay? I always thought I just had a weird taste in men, because if I look at all my ex-boyfriends, they're all kind of, um, how should I say, kind of short, like really small face and really nice skin. And I was always on top. You know what they remind me of? They remind me of um, Korean boy bands. You guys know you guys know what I'm talking about? Like they put a bunch of like 17 year olds on stage with like five pound of foundation. Like seriously, any one of them have done more facials than I've ever waxed my, my legs, okay? Yeah, it, you look at the, those boy bands, and then you look at their fangirls. And I'm always like, you girls all think you're straight? <laughs> now, guys, the real reason, the real reason that I do stand-up is because I wanted a change in scene, okay? Because, you see, my day job is I'm a software engineer, and which means I am surrounded by men who usually like to do more talking than doing, and there's always some guy who's like trying to interrupt me during meetings. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me try something new, okay? Let me do stand-up and try something completely different. So I started coming to open mics, you know, met a lot of comedians, and what I realized is I'm surrounded by men, much like this room. And now all they do is talk. And there's always one guy who's trying to get me to wrap up my set. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Chow Yu. Okay. 
This next comedian is unemployed and still lives with his parents. Give it up for Luke of Branches. Come on, give it up for Oh, Sean, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, obviously I'm unemployed. That's not even, I, I, that was, I, no, I am, I am 14 though. I am, right? It's great. And I'm in high school now, which is amazing. I was, um, the other day I was, I like, I go to an all boys Catholic high school, right? Yeah. And the other day I was in this really pointless class where you have to dodge balls, right? Religion. And <laughs> no, it sucked. And I don't know. Okay. That was, I don't have anything after that for that one. I just wanted to do that joke. Um, but no, I'll, ta I'll try to come up with something related to it. Let's talk, wh what's related to it? Pedophiles. So I, no, I know, because I, I don't know if this is unoriginal, but I'm just, I just had this thought the other day. I'm like, when, when do pedophiles realize they're a pedophile? You know what I mean? Does it happen like, like when f people find out they're gay or anything? Like, I'm just wondering, because I'm like, when, when do they find it out? Like, are they just like standing in line at like a Wetzel's Pretzel's? They're just waiting. They see like an eight-year-old eight kid with like booger dust on her face and then like a posture like this and they're like, man, oh my God, dude. You know what I mean? They just start, no, I don't want to do this though. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious about pedophiles right now. I have this thought often since I'm 14. So, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like if you're 14, you should know if you're a pedophile or not. Like... That's why I'm scared. I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be one of those. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, let's see. What else have I been doing recently? I, uh, I watched the Batman. Did you guys see that? Did you see the Batman? No, no one here saw the Batman. Yeah, yeah. You did. Well, if you know, if you know about superhero movies and vigilantes and stuff, semi, right? Like, like in the, in the Batman, this was hilarious. I think the funniest part of it was the cops in that movie, the police, right? Because the cops in any superhero movies, they hate, they hate the superhero. They hate the vigilante because the cops are like, man, I can't stand these goddamn vigilantes going around using excessive force. This isn't how the justice system works. But it's the cops saying that, right? And you're like, come on, that's kind of stupid, right? That'd be like if Michael Jackson told R. Kelly not to fuck kids. You know what I mean? You're just like, I don't know if you can say that, bro. And... I'm I'm just like come on if that that the cops wouldn't say that in real life right like in reality if the cops saw vigilantes like beating up people they'd be like yo can I get in on that like I wanna I kind of like that right like they joined them so I'm like what would um like what would if cops became vigilantes what would their names like superhero names be you know what I mean just like a 40 year old white guy superhero name just like holy shit it's MAGA man oh my. Is that the bald eagle? Hey, everyone, it's Captain America with three Ks, okay? I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, a bit controversial. I'll, uh, I'll do this, this next add-on to this joke. I, um, so I'm just like, I feel like cops, can they, they can never be true vigilantes, right? They can't be true vigilantes at heart because you can't accidentally throw five batarangs at a black guy. <laughs> I knew that was going to bomb. I don't really, yeah. And I'm like, I feel like that's also why you don't see a lot of black vigilantes, right? Because the cops hate vigilantes. The cops hate black people. No one wants to be a double threat of government hatred, right? Like, come on. Being a black vigilante would, being like, would be like be, being in a, an immigrant that owns an abortion clinic. You know what I mean? Just the government just hates them. I don't know. Let's see. What else? 
have I been up to? I um, so I'm in an all boys high school, right? And I feel like it's so weird to me now because so many, so many white kids say the N word at my school that I like am set for life now with cancel culture and everything. Like I can blackmail them for the rest of my life. I swear to God, I have like four videos on my. It's great, dude. Because no, I'm serious. You get like it, like dude. The teacher the other day, she was like, "Okay, guys, everyone, it's it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up?" And then she asked me, and I was like. I'm set, dog. All right, I, you don't even know. You want to show? I, I, I got a video of Tim, bro. I, I'm good. I don't know. All right, yeah, I, I guess I'll end my set. Thank you, everyone. I'm. Just So we have made it to the wait list now. So if you're on it, expect to come up pretty soon here. But let's give it up for the next person, Carlos G. Everybody. Yo, 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 my name is Carlos G. Yo, right on, right on. So what's something white people do that brown people don't do? Pay their taxes and microwave their tortillas, which is really fucking weird. So uh, everyone, everyone wants to be brown until it's time to be brown, you know what I mean? Like everyone wants to immerse themselves in brown culture. But when it's time to live the brown experience, they're nowhere to be seen. For example, cucumber water diets. Brown people have been doing that for hella long. It's called agua fresca, guys. But when it's time to say it, they're like, agua fresca. And they're most, it's mostly women that do this because it's fly to be Latina, you know what I mean? It's the earring, the hoop earrings, the hairdos, the swag, the makeup, you know, that chola style. But no dude wants to be a beaner standing on the corner looking for work. Paletas, paletas. But all jokes aside, brown people have some of the best work ethic, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, AI is coming, and it's coming for our jobs, too. But what if there was an AI designed by Mexicans? It'd be called Tech Mex, X, 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 X. And it could clean your houses, mow your lawn, even raise your kids but it takes a nap from three to eight every day and it drinks all the beer out of your fridge. To be honest, Tex-Mex is kind of lazy, but it could re revolutionize things, you know what I mean? Uh, what about a texting app designed by Mexicans? Text-Mex. <laughs> it will remind you when you wake up from your siesta with mariachi music. It will remind you when it's Taco Tuesday, when it's time to pick up your kids from school. And it will block text from your crazy ex because you're late on child support. <laughs> right? What about a robotic self-serving taco truck? How many tacos been there, whole? Okay. <laughs> what about a Canadian taco truck? Quantos tacos get his way? Hey. That was bad. All right. Check. Check. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. I hate to say this, but, you know, white folks are some of the nastiest people ever. You know what I mean? I saw this white dude eating a burrito at the coffee shop earlier, and he was, like, going down on it. Like, it looked like he was eating a little ass. And I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense, you know? That's where the word burrito comes from, you know? 
one day, heck long ago, Mexican was like, I'm going to take our traditional food, wrap it in a tortilla, and sell it to gringos for $15 in San Francisco. And I would call it a burrito. And all his, and all his friends were like, nah, that would never happen. No one would buy one for $15. You've never even met a gringo. And they'd never eat a meal named after a little ass. But here we are in 2023 when that's a reality. Gringo's paying, 20, paying $15 to eat a little ass. I remember when it was only $5 to eat a little ass. I propose we bring $5 burritos back to the city. Swipe right if you feel me. Uh, yeah. Shit. Last night it was storming and my new thing, my new Valentine's thing hit me up late at night and I fucking, I had to, you know, run through the rain, but I, you know, to go, you know, get a little ass. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's not the craziest thing I've de ever done to get a little ass. You know, at one time I rode to Richmond, uh, she was driving on the freeway drunk, dozing off and stuff, and then this other time I sold my graduation ring to take this chick to Six Flags. Fuck. Yeah, that's about it, y'all. Thank you, man. I'm Carlos G. All right. Let's keep it going. Our next comedian is Stephanie. Everyone give it up. Give it up. stage fright <sighs> you can sometimes like hear it in my throat my voice will catch because my throat closes up a little and then meanwhile I also have these like heart flutters and everything in my body wants to find the nearest exit <laughs> it's my body saying let's die instead Death is better than whatever this bitch is about to try. <laughs> so to combat stage fright, I have to like manufacture enthusiasm. So, so uh, here we go. Will you help me out? Will you help me? Hello, San Francisco. How you doing? All right. Yeah. My dad died. Thank you. Yes. Don't worry, it happened when I was 15, and he was a fuck up anyway, you know? And th that's the nice way of putting it. When I think of all the addictions he didn't have, I think you fucked up that bad. Sober? <laughs> he died uh, in a cheap motel in Vegas, and I, uh, there were no needles anywhere. I kept saying, did you check between the toes? <laughs> I'm like, what a waste. Like, listen, if you're gonna be a bad father, have the decency to go out with a good old fashioned opiate overdose. I mean, heart failure? Boring. Come on. My mom's great though. We have a really good relationship and she's always been really gentle with me even when I haven't been so nice to her 
What I'm saying is she didn't beat me. <laughs> and, uh, but sometimes she accidentally insults me. Like the other day I was talking to her on the phone. We were talking about my stepfather and I was like, you know, you're the best thing that ever happened to him. And she goes, yeah, well, he's the, thing that the best thing that ever happened to me by far. For my Jewish mother, <laughs> I became a lawyer and a doctor. And I can't even get in the top five here? Come on. My mom, she's actually not that like stereotypical Jewish mother, though. I mean, look at me. I'm 41. I'm single, thank you. I have no children. And she still brags about me. Yeah, thank you. Someone will ask her if I've gotten married yet, and she'll be like, no, but did you hear she's a tenured professor? Yeah, the practice of law was just too easy. Um, so uh, when my mom and my generic stepfather got married, she got really into Christmas decorations. And um, she bought this seven-foot Christmas tree the first year that she went Jew for Jesus which is what I called her to her face during the holiday season. And she made me put up this festive monstrosity. And you know what? Good for her, because I was a little asshole. You know, I deserved all the chores. I was such an asshole. At one point I said, did they even make Jews put up Christmas trees in Auschwitz? I mean, maybe she should have beat me. That's all I got, thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's give it up for our next comedian. We got Carson Roberts, everybody. All right. Uh, there we go. What's up, guys? All right. Who likes sports here? Woo. All right. You like soccer or football or whatever you want to call it because I do. I love it because it's an absolutely wild thing to follow. Like, the other day I found out that there was this player on Lazio. It's an Italian team. His name's uh, Romano Floriano Mussolini. <laughs> I know my first thought was, ah, shit, they missed one. Yes, he is actually related to that Mussolini, guys. It's, the, it's his great-grandkid. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> nah, it's funny, man, because, like, you'd think... Um, yeah, you'd think... What uh, what what would it what would it take to actually like you know, get with Mussolini and then continue to keep like marrying a Mussolini? Like, how do you fall head over heels for a Mussolini? It should be heels overhead. Let's learn some history, guys. <laughs> no, nah, it's funny because he plays he plays uh right back for the team. I mean, you know, Mussolini always belongs on the right. Nah, but it's, um, <laughs> uh, man, it's funny because if you go to the guy's Wikipedia page, um, it says, yeah, his mother's a politician, his grandpa was a pianist, granddad, his great-granddad is Benito, which on the one hand, like, you're burying the lead on that one, but on the other hand, it's like, why'd they let them keep doing the family business? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, like, at least with the Germans, they banned Nazism, apparently 
like the Italians are like, nah, we'll keep letting Mussolini just get into government. We want a challenge. <laughs> Things get a little bit too boring around the coast. All right. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. You don't really get like that, like many things like that in American sports. Like the closest thing we have is there's an NBA player named David Duke Jr. <laughs> He's not related to that David Duke. He's this man is black. <laughs> Sorry, who knows David Duke? We got two people. Okay, he's a white supremacist, guys. That was the joke. <laughs> Don't look him up. He'll get put on a watch list in this state. Other ones, you're fine. <laughs> nah, he said he was. Uh, he said he was pretty proud of his name, though, so he didn't want to change it. Um, which is now why I'm advocating that basketball players should go to all four years of college. <laughs> Got to take more history classes. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Yeah, no, we don't really have, like, a good equivalent to, like, the whole, you know, Romano Mussolini thing. I mean, uh, that'd be like if you're watching a Timberwolves game and uh, they're, like, for tonight's starting lineup, they're only missing one player. That'd be Anthony Jackson sitting out for the game due to personal reasons. Anthony Jackson's mother is a cop. His granddad was a beautiful sculptor, and he's actually a descendant of Andrew Jackson. But other than that, you know, they have a full roster for tonight's Native American Heritage Night. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that was not supposed to be good. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, man. Speaking of the NBA, NBA All Star Weekend uh, was uh, this past weekend, like a week last weekend, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. I I couldn't really watch it the same way as most people because uh, I just watched Under the Banner of Heaven. Everybody watch that great, great little mini series with Andrew Garfield. Uh, yeah, it's about a basically a couple of fundamentalist Mormons who kind of go on a little killing spree. Yeah, so basically, I, the whole time I was watching uh, all these players in South Lake City, it was like a hostage situation from my end. Very stressful. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for you guys. Thank you. down to the last few comedians here let's give it up for our next one gabe o'brien everybody hey how's everybody doing i feel like this open mic is kind of catered to me for some reason uh i do microwave tortillas um i was a film major and uh, i actually know who david duke is so uh, there you go I, uh, I don't know about uh, you guys, but uh, true crime is very popular. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are into it. Yeah. I'm into it as well. I listen to a lot of the podcasts, watch a lot of the shows. There's one show in particular, though, that if I could, I would unwatch, just because every episode is so tedious and repetitive. Uh, I think you know what I'm talking about. It's Dateline. Have yeah. you ever seen it? Uh, pretty much every episode is the same. Uh, it starts off with a very intense voiceover. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you when, if you, if you haven't seen it, I'll give you a tip on how to watch it. This is when to turn off the TV. <laughs> a mother of two and a beloved wife in Colorado was found murdered. And her husband, click, turn off the TV. <laughs> the husband did it. The husband always does it. Uh, 
This isn't a generalization about all crimes, but on Dateline, that's always how it goes. It's always the husband. If you watch enough of the show, you will genuinely believe that all murders are committed by mild-mannered white suburban dads. That's pretty much how it always goes. Uh, another thing that's always common about the show is that, uh, well, the victim is always a woman, because uh, I guess the majority of the people watching the show are women. But uh, the woman was always well-liked, beautiful. She was a homecoming queen, you know. And, and, but she was a popular girl with a heart of gold, you know. She wasn't one of the popular girls that, uh, that was mean, or, you know, who was kind of a bitch, you know, like most popular girls are. And she had a heart of gold. She danced with the, uh, the school fat guy at prom. And, uh, you know, she only encouraged one of her friends to be an anorexic. So, uh, you know, she was a princess. She was, you know, she was a nice lady. You know. But uh, it's always funny because, you know, when she gets murdered, all her friends go on TV and they talk about her. And none of them have a bad thing to say. And, uh, I'm not a woman, but I do know how other women tend to talk about other women. Uh, I have friends who are women, and uh, uh, not all the time are they very nice, if I uh, do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it does sneak out a little bit. Some of their jealousy kind of sneaks out a little bit, you know? They'll be talking about, uh, oh, she was so cultured and so smart and vibrant. She'd go on all these trips to Italy and France and you know meanwhile the you know most exotic vacation they've been to is Epcot Center and uh, oh, all right um, but sometimes it'll sneak out their jealousy just a little bit because uh, they'll say oh yeah all of us wanted to be like her and under the breath they'll say bitch <laughs> um, I've been living in San Francisco since uh, about 2010, and uh, it's interesting about this city, you know, when you come here, uh, not a lot of people who are adults here are local to the city, and there's a couple things that you need to do uh, in order to become a real San Franciscan, uh, and it's not the touristy stuff, it's not riding on a cable car, you know. If you're a real San Franciscan, you have to have crossed off a couple things off a checklist. Uh, you have to hear family members in other parts of the country ask you if you've walked by poop on the street. Uh, sometimes you have to be catcalled by a gay guy in the Castro. Um, other times you have to see a naked guy in the Castro at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, because uh, that's a kind of common thing. Uh, and other times you need to be yelled a racial slur that doesn't conform to your actually race by a drug addict on the Muni. Um, and that happens quite a bit. But uh, if you've crossed off any of those things on your checklist, you're a real San Franciscan, but by that time, you are probably moving out of the city by that time. So thank you very much. All right. Let's keep it going for our next comedian. Viet Nguyen. Well, first up, I'm Mike, so thanks uh, for listening to this one. <laughs> All right. Everybody know what, what game or Riz is around here? 
anyone got good of it? A any good at it? Yeah, me either. Uh, <laughs> not gonna lie, I had zero game growing up. Uh, my parents knew it too. Uh, I think they were genuinely concerned that I would be the end of the bloodline. I was so socially awkward with girls growing up that uh, I didn't have my first kiss till I was 18. And I'm pretty sure that was a pity kiss. I'm just glad in America we're still doing participation trophies. <laughs> and I, I had to learn this shit too, you know? Because uh, I knew my, my looks wasn't pulling anybody anytime soon. <laughs> um, see, my mom told me a story when she was back in Vietnam. And she was like, Viet, when I was born, everybody used to just call me Ugly Duckling because uh, they just liked how cute my feet were and nobody liked my face. And I was like, Mom. You could have made a killing nowadays on the market. You see these hungry-ass dudes out in San Francisco? Uh, but yeah, she anyway continued to finish her story and uh, was like she eventually became to grow so beautiful that all the guys in the village wanted to date her and they were starting gang wars. And I was like, how is my mom starting gang wars and I can't get a text back? Like, <laughs> I, guess the, I guess the apple fell far from the tree. And the trees grow different in Vietnam. <laughs> um, yeah, but in any case, I had to get girls uh, another way. My personality. And I think my parents were invested in this too. They're like, Viet, if you, uh, if you play piano really good, <laughs> all the girls will be over you. And, you know, I thought this was going to work, you know? I was doing this shit for like 10 years. And then uh, I realized every Asian kid was going to be my competition, you know? <laughs> And pianos are like 700 pounds. Like, I'm not going to be carrying that around everywhere. I couldn't compete with Jake and his chiseled jawline and his acoustic guitar and his blue eyes. You know, <laughs> it was tough. It's tough out here, you know? Um, yeah, and it turns out that uh, playing video games was not conducive to attracting potential mates either. You know, I can only hang out with Connor in the Super Smash Bros. lobby for so long before I'm trying to Super Smash, right? Like, it's <laughs> I love you, Connor, but we gotta stop doing that, man. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, I had to consult the, the true experts, right? Uh, random guys in forums on the internet. <laughs> and I learned a lot. Uh, one of my first dates with this girl, I tried to do it, so I was like, to put my arm around her shoulder, I was like, me and my dad caught a fish that was this big, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> she was... He responded appropriately with, uh, did you learn all your game from a kid's book? <laughs> that was the last time I read one red fish, two fish, uh, red fish, blue balls, you know? <laughs> um, but let's not pretend dating advice from girls is going to solve your problems either. Uh, I keep hearing, just be yourself. I was like, girl, if it were me, I would still be eating hot Cheetos in my couch. But the ladies aren't hiding under there. I checked. Things were desperate. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways, the point I'm trying to make here is uh, if you're out here getting no action, that's okay. Everyone plays a different game. You know, uh, everyone's got to learn. Uh, so if anybody knows how to turn the uh, hard mode off Tinder, please share for the for the rest of the class. Thank you. <laughs>
actually a hype comedian, so my whole set's just gonna be this. Yeah! Yeah! Ah, we're so lucky! Oh my god! Ah! Ah! Calm down, you guys. Uh, people ask me, Spencer, uh, you seem generally happy. What's the secret to a happy life? And I'm like, you just gotta appreciate the little things. Uh, I saw a, a, a fight between two people on the bus where blood was drawn. And then on my way walking here, I saw a lizard hanging out at night. Equal levels of excitement for me. Both, both great, you know? Great fight, great little lizard dude doing lizard dude things. I, and I was like, I stopped, I was like, Oh, hey, what you doing, little buddy? I'm late. Like, I was explaining to him that I was late so he wouldn't be concerned. And then someone walked by, and I didn't fucking stop. God damn, your embarrassment for me is not going to stop my life. Me and Lizard Dude are hanging out. And also, it's weird, because they're cold-blooded, so at night, they're not supposed to be active. He's breaking the fucking mold. Thank you. That's not not even jokes. I just learned a lot of stuff about me and Lizard Dude today. Uh, I'm I'm an okay speller, um, but but what I do hate is uh, spelling bees. Because uh, who taught those little motherfuckers how to spell? Am I right? Were they not Were they not dangerous enough with weapons literally growing out of their bodies and now they can read? What the fuck? Mrs. Johnson, the, the administrator's office, it's full of bees. Well, that's not a problem. You know you don't understand. They're literate. They're going through the student files and finding out who's allergic. They're going alphabetically. Abigail Adams is fucked. Run, run Xander with an X, run. All I'm saying is there's not enough EpiPens in the world for bees that can read. Uh, how, how do you explain dorks to orphans? Ow, legitimately. You know, you're like, well, Jimmy, you see, uh, birds... They're uh, nervous little fucks with poor work ethic. Uh, asterisk, when I was typing this joke out on my phone, it corrected fucks to ducks, which bravo phone for the appropriate bird usage. But I did mean fucks. Uh, so there's two storks driving in a minivan with wooden paneling, and one's like, ah, I noticed you cooked worms again. And he's like, you had to bring like, I just noticed. And she's like, is this because I only had one egg a year? You only have one to two eggs every year. I wasn't about the eggs. Just ask where you're going. This thing already shit twice out of two different holes. What? And that's why you don't have parents. Thank you. I'm Spencer Devine. Okay, we are down to our last comedian. Give it up one last time for Harvey, everybody. All right. 
So, I was at Planned Parenthood a little while ago. Just hanging out. Not because I have chlamydia. I have chlamydia, but that's not why. <laughs> that's not why I was at Planned Parenthood. You see the antibiotics they give you for chlamydia make my tummy hurt way more than chlamydia makes my pee burn. So I'm just going to keep it. My body, my choice. <laughs> um, but don't worry, this isn't going to be a whole gross set about STDs, right? About abortion, too. If that makes you uncomfortable, it's okay. I have the past. Now, clearly, I'm not an abortion. And I haven't had an abortion. What you don't know is that my mom tried to kill herself. And that is like an abortion once removed. So, I have the past. <laughs> um, and so I was sitting at Planned Parenthood, and they were playing a movie on the TV. It was uh, 13 going on 30, which if you don't know, is a movie about a girl who goes to sleep on her 13th birthday, and she wakes up as a 30-year-old woman. And I feel like that's pretty on brand for Planned Parenthood. Like, they're committed to letting you know life comes at you quick. Well, for the ladies, it does, at least. For the babies, it doesn't come at all, so they can enjoy the movie. Um, speaking of ladies, there were like a dozen in the lobby at Planned Parenthood, uh, and I was the only single guy there. Now, I'm not the type of guy to go to Planned Parenthood to pick up women, okay? But that doesn't mean I think it's a bad idea. All these women are guaranteed to be clean in like a week, max. And just a shot in the dark, they're probably not sticklers for a condom, okay? So a lot of these women were wearing Doc Martens, which like the black boots with a thick sole, like the official shoe of abortion, and girls will step on your balls if you ask nicely. I think a lot more guys would be on board for male birth control if it was just like a cute, alty chick stomping balls at Walgreens. I don't know any guys who are like excited to get a vasectomy, but for some guys, having like a cute girl step in your balls is your favorite, is like their favorite thing. Um, okay. Well, how, does this, how does this end? Jeez um, Louise. Oh yeah, I was, so I, was, I was watching these like young couples at Planned Parenthood. I was thinking to myself, um, not that. I was thinking to myself that, like, you probably, a guy probably won't treat his girlfriend better than in the lobby of an abortion clinic, right? Which I think is unfair. I think you should cherish women all the time, except when they're trying to kill a baby. Because then you're just reinforcing bad behavior. You're going to start getting abortions just so you'll answer the age old question Would you still love me if I was a worm? Okay, that's all I got, guys. Thanks. <laughs> All right, y'all. That is everybody tonight. Thank you all so much for coming out and sticking around. I appreciate it so much. One more time. I love you all. I love you all. You're so beautiful. Okay, that's the end of this. Thank you so much.